is our war cry? We don't even know that we're at war. We don't understand that we're in hostile territory. This isn't a time of peace. It's against the principalities and the powers that are puppeteering the people. And we are in a position to see souls set free. This has been the ancient war cry throughout all the generations of the Hebrew nation. Rot, Kassak. Where does it come from? Kassak, this is the Hebrew, the rock-like oomph of the spiritually zealous heart, the game face of a mighty man, tenacity of soul, the gritting of the teeth of the spirit-inspired warrior, and the bearing of those teeth to the enemy. Kassak is possessing a resolute and growling resolve for the glory of God, a flush of spiritual fervor, a tensing of all a soldier's muscles. There's a Kassak. We don't have that spiritually. We should. We don't. Because we don't know what we're engaged with. Did you know that you have the armory of heaven? That you have everything you need for life and godliness to push the enemy forces back? And so when you hear, your knuckles spiritually should immediately turn white. You should find yourself critting your spiritual teeth with a belligerence against the enemy. He goes down. There are souls that must be saved. And that's just Kassak. The Hebrew statement is Barak Kassak. However, in the Bible, where that came from, it's Kassak Imams. The other word that goes with it, Imams. It's heavenly audacity. It's rushing headlong into the most hazardous and impossible battles without pausing to consider the impossibilities. Who had Imams in the Bible? Okay, he's rushing headlong against the Alexa, play Randy's praise and worship songs on Apple Music. Randy's prayer and worship song from Apple Music. Alexa, pause. to grab a cup of cool water and then bring it back through the garrison. They're being hunted by Philistines the whole time trying not to spill a cup of water. That's the monks. Mere men and women on earth are eaten up by the enemy. However, we're not just mere men and women of this earth. We are redeemed. We are bought with a price. And we have been changed into the body of Christ. A monks means swift-footed, all-believing, super-conquering, prevailing faith in the Lord of battles. What happens to the world if Christians once again get Kassak and Amats? You know what the apostles had after Pentecost? Something came into them. What was it? You can say it very simply. Kassak and Amats. Spirit of God. He came in to win. He came in to turn this world on its head. Moses' last gasp. This is his great speech before the promised land, which he never got to enter into. And he's laying out the ground rules for the kingdom that is about to be established across that Jordan River. Be strong and of good courage. Kassak, the monks. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that does go with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. And Moses called unto Joshua and said unto him in the sight of all Israel, Kassak, the monks. Be strong and of good courage, for thou must be 
must go with this people into the land which the Lord has sworn unto their fathers to give them, and thou shalt cause them to inherit it. What's happening there? The men and women of God are coming to take what was purchased, the promise. You are surrounded by 31 hostile empires. That's what they were headed into. 31 empires on the other side of that Jordan River. 31. This is where we are at as the church of Jesus Christ. Yet we are there without a war cry. Let's understand that we are out to win for the glory of Jesus Christ. And even if we die, we win. doesn't matter what happens to our bodies. We obey, God wins. Now suddenly we're crossing. Joshua is the same name for Jesus in the New Testament, by the way. Yeshua. This is the Savior, the man of salvation, who was coming to bring us into the inheritance. Strong and good courage. For unto this people shall thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swore unto their fathers to give them. Have I not commanded thee? Be strong and of good courage. Rock to sock. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Rock to sock, Israel. Rock to sock, men and women of God Almighty. All the powers of earth and hell that come against your soul, and all the powers of earth and hell that are puppeteering the lost masses, you hit them square in the teeth. And you show love to this world. To anyone who would spit in your face, you serve them and you love them in return and say, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Rock sock, Israel. Alexa, resume. Hey, good morning. It is Randy over here at Made Free Church. How are you guys doing this morning? I know yesterday, man. Wow, what an amazing day, man. Uh, I got to to reconnect with an old uh, elementary school buddy of mine. And uh, yeah, I get excited, man, because, you know, um, the way that my life was in when I was in the world, uh, it, it was really kind of... Um, different in, in because of all the drugs and alcohol that I used, man, it fried my brain. So, you know, we, we were, it was just great just to, 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 to reconnect with him and, and talk about old times. And, you know, I, I was so excited just, just to talk to him and, 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 uh, see where he's at in life. And, and, you know, our generation, you know, that the seventies and eighties kids of, of our generation, yeah, we were wild, man. Oh my gosh. It was just wild, you know, but, um, 
you know, I've heard some friends of mine that has passed away and I've heard some friends of mine that are still alive and friends of mine that I grew up with that are in prison right now. And yeah, what an amazing to just reminisce about growing up and, and stuff like that. And, uh, it's just amazing. It's just amazing how, how, how God puts people in your life and stuff. So yeah. Yeah, I woke up this morning and, and I got into worship and I got straight into the word and and just worshiping, you know, and uh, worshiping from my heart. You know, my the worship that I'm going through today is is is, is completely different than what I was doing like three months ago. You know what I mean? It's like I'm so seriously focused on him and the things of him. So it's 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 just been it's, been, it's just been great, great. Uh, the, the thing that you heard when I, when I, when I went live, is from Eric Ludi. It's called rock Kasak, and you can find him on YouTube. He's got some great videos. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, we need that. We need that war cry back in the church today. So anyways, guys, we're going to be continue our study in Matthew and it's, are you going God's way? We're going to be in Matthew three. Verses one through twelve, right? So a, a couple of a couple of announcements, but before I, I start, I usually do this. Is guys, if you guys need prayer, please go to madefreechurch.org. We have a prayer request tab, and you can put your prayer request there. If you would like one of us to call you, one of the pastors, or myself, or even one of our our intercessory prayer team, just leave your phone number. And we and if you're living in the confines of you know if you're living in the United States. We can't call into Canada. We can't call across the pond. We can't call to Mexico. But if you're living in the United States and you want one of us to call you, please leave your phone number. Give us a little bit to get a hold of you because a lot of us work. And um, and we'll call you and, and, and we'll talk to you and pray with you. Also, guys, I use uh, different translations on when I write sermons and stuff like that because, you know, um, the four that I use are the ESV, the LSB, the NSAB, and uh, the New King James Version and the King James Version. That's five, sorry. Um, and all these translations I use, you know, the, the ESV, LS, uh, the LSB, and the NSAB are closest to the Greek. The LSB is the new Bible that the Lockman Foundation came out with. They're the writers of, they're the translators of the NSAB which is the new american standard bible but they also did the lsb which is called the legacy standard bible it's a great bible they just came out with a few other things but the bibles that the 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 books that they have right now are proverbs psalms and all the new testament the old testament is coming so just you know it'll be coming this year or 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 something so um these guys are on it when it comes to translations and bibles and if you'd like to get the Bible, you can go to 316 Productions, or I think that's what it is, and, and get the LSB Bible. They have them in leather bound, goat skin. They have them in regular, and, and they're, they're pretty a good deal. Um, so, uh, yeah, let's get into this, man. Uh, you know, God is 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 working, and, and he wants us to, to, to understand that, uh, you know, he wants a relationship with you. You know, uh, at Made Free Church, you know, we're, we're all different. We have different thought processes. We have different ways that we think about things. And uh, that's what's good about this church, because we're all brothers and sisters in Christ, right? 
So keep us in prayer, would you? Because uh, we're restructuring. We're doing a lot, a lot of things. So just keep that in mind. Uh, let's get into some prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for this time we get to spend in your word. Thank you for all that you're doing in our lives, God. We thank you. We worship you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. So guys, um, I got my earphones on because I'm also doing a podcast as well. Um, and uh, uh, so that's what the earphones are for. So let's get into this. Yes, I'm in my garage, but who cares? Um, so uh, let's get into this. You know, uh, open up your word to uh, Matthew chapter three, verses one through 12. And it says this now in the days of John the Baptist preaching, he uh, came preaching in the wilderness of Judea saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is the one uh, referred by Isaiah, the prophet saying a voice of one crying in the wilderness, uh, make ready, uh, ready the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Now, John himself had garments of, of camel's hair and a leather belt around his waist. His foods was locusts and honey. Then uh, Jerusalem was going out to him and all of Judea and the district around the Jordan. And they were being baptized by him in the Jordan River as they confessed their sins. Okay, this is they were being baptized in the Jordan River as they confessed their sins. And I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, but when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming for his baptism, they said to him, you brood of vipers who warned you uh, to flee from the wrath to come. Therefore, bear fruit in keeping with repentance and do not suppose that you can say yourselves, we have Abraham as our father or for I say to you that these stones, God is able to raise up children to Abraham and the ax is ready, the laid uh, already laid at the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. For as for me, I baptize you with water for repentance. But he is coming after me who is mightier than I, and I am not fit to remove his sandals. He baptizes you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will thoroughly clear the threshing floor and will gather his wheat into the barn and he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. See what we've, what we've lost in the church today is when we get baptized, we, we just get baptized, right? We make that outward confession, but we should be getting back to the root of real baptism. You know, this, this isn't a sermon of baptism, but we need to get the root of real baptism confessing our sins as we are being baptized right and i know most people say well i do that anyway randy i mean you know uh you know i did that you know but they were confessing their sins so sometimes when they were going out there they were waiting for 15 20 minutes before they got before another person got baptized because of the confession of sin i don't know you know it's just something that i've i've always looked at in a different ways instead of just baptizing and, 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 and getting them saved is what sin do you need to confess before I dunk you? You know what I mean? Um, and, and that's kind of the way that I've kind of always thought about doing baptisms and stuff like that, but that's just me. 
Anyway, let's move forward. You know, um, one time I heard Bill Stafford preach uh, at a conference in Jacksonville, Florida that I was listening to. And, and Bill was talking about being stubborn. And he said, uh, you know, I, I used to be stubborn. It, it, that I, if I was riding in a car with my wife trying to get to Jacksonville, you know, uh, 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 he said, uh, she told me, well, I'm heading the wrong direction and I would drive all the way to Miami before I would admit that I was going the wrong way. <laughs> Guys, that's a round trip of 700 miles going the wrong way. And that's being stubborn. But the Lord helped Bill get over his stubbornness. And, and, and that's good because because we all need to be headed in the right way in life. We all need to be going God's way. And today's scripture shows us how. You know, first we need to recognize the importance of repenting, right? The Bible says in verse two here that John Baptist was preaching and said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. This is the first thing Jesus preached in the next chapter. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand in Matthew 4.17. Repent. And then down in verse 7, we see that those we see who ref, those we see the people who refuse to repent. And John the Baptist saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to his baptism. He says, You brood of vipers, who has warned you? to flee from the wrath to come. Now, if you guys don't know who the Pharisees and the Sadducees is, the Pharisees were, you know, uh, uh, what I consider and give you a, a thing, what I consider as being the big mega church pastors, you know, uh, uh, or, or, or even the Catholic church, let's say, right. Give you an analogy of that. Um, and, uh, the Sadducees were the law keepers. You know what I mean? Uh, they kept the law. They kept the temple laws. They've kept a lot of those laws. So just so you know that it was all about, in that time, it was all about control, money, uh, and, and mostly power. Just like what we see today in our own government. Right? So, you know, we don't want to be rebellious against the Lord like the Pharisees and Sadducees were. You know, who, who in their right mind would want to be a child, uh, you know, a child who in their right mind would want to be the child of the spiritual snake called Satan, who in their right mind would want to suffer the wrath of God. And, and, and there's only two choices here, rebellion against God or repentance towards God. But it doesn't, but, but what does it mean to repent? Well, well, it's not just turning over a new leaf or turning your life around. You know, TV personality David Frost was talking about another man. And David said, he has turned his life around. He used to be depressed and miserable. Now he's miserable and depressed. Penelope Stokes said that the trouble with turning over a new leaf is once that uh, is that once you've done it twice, you're right back where you started. There's a big difference between turning over a new leaf and turning your life over to Jesus Christ. Well, what does it mean to repent? Well, one of my commentaries by James M. Boyce tells it like this. Repentance means that we have a necessary change of mind. Our views change. Our values and goals change. And the way we live our lives, repentance means that we turn away from sin and turn to God. 
Gordon McDonald once said, said, repentance is basically a religious word. It comes from a culture where people were mostly nomads, constantly on the move, and they lived in a world with no maps or no street signs. And it's easy to get lost walking through the desert. Then you become aware that you that the countryside is strange and you finally say to yourself, I'm going the wrong direction. That's the first act of repentance. The second act of repentance is you go a different direction. We start going in the right direction. Um, it was like, you know, uh, it was like a car I was driving. You know, I was realizing I was going the wrong way. You know, I didn't want to go to San Francisco. Uh, I'm going to turn around, you know, and, and then you turn around and, and, and you turn away from your sin and selfish living. And then you turn to God, right? And what directions are you headed these days? You know, we are never standing still. All of us need to turn away from bad actions and bad attitudes. So take a good look at your life this morning and turn away from every known sin. And at the same time, turn towards the Lord and all of his goodness. And let me tell you, you know, for the last month, I've been doing the same thing. I've been turning away and turning toward God. And the more that I get deeper with God, the more that things are happening, the more I get attacked, the more that it keeps, the hits keep coming. But you know what? I have hope in Jesus. And that's just a, a, the, the main thing. You know, in, 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 in verse two, uh, John the Baptist said that repent for the kingdom is at hand, right? Guys, to me, that means God's kingdom is so close that we can reach out and touch it if we only turn to God. We can go God's way in life if we recognize the importance of repentance, right? I mean, that's that's just true, guys. Repentance is important. It's essential to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Examining the, uh, you know, also we need to examine the essential, the essentials of life. Examining that of life, the the essential of life that is crucial for us all. I mean, we begin, we can't even begin until our spiritual eyes have been opened by the Lord. In Matthew fifteen fourteen, Jesus was speaking about the hard hearted leaders like the men in verse seven, and he said to them, "Let them alone. They are blind leaders for the blind, and if the blind leads the blind, both have no both will fall into a ditch." You know that in matthew twenty three fifteen through sixteen Jesus spoke to some of Christ's rejecting leaders, and the Lord said this, "Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, <laughs> because you travel on the sea and land and make one proselyte and and when he becomes one you make him twice as much the son of hell as yourselves woe to you blind guides who say whoever swears by the sanctuary that is nothing but whoever swears by the gold of the sec uh, of the sanctuary is obligated see they had literally 613 rules before Moses went up to Mount Sinai. And then when Mount Sinai gave its 10 commandments, 
right? And then when the Lord went up on the cross, died, went in the tomb for three days, and then after the third day, rose again, he gave us two. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. Easy. Easy peasy. In uh, 2 Corinthians 4, thir- uh, 4, 3 through 4 says this, and even if our gospel is veiled it is veiled to those who are perishing and in whose case the god of this age has blinded the minds of the unbelieving so that they might not see the light of the gospel of the glory of christ who is the image of god now it says in whose case the god of this age god is a little g not a big g it's a little g and on the other hand you know hebrews 2 9 speaks to Christians and says, but we do see him who has made for a little while lower than the angels, Jesus, because of the suffering death crowned with glory and honor, so that by by the grace of God, he might taste death for everyone. Now think how our physical sight is. Would you trade your eyesight for a thousand dollars? What would you do it for a million? Nobody in their right mind would do that because our physical sight is so important. But our spiritual sight is infinitely more important. And and that is what we need to examine the essentials of life. You know, ask God to help you see things. You know, he wants you to see because in in verse uh, three through six, John the Baptist shows us some of those essential things, right? That, That the first the, the, the other thing is preparing the way of the Lord in our lives. In verse three, John Baptist was crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord and make his pastorate. This scripture was from the Old Testament prophecy about a man who would come and prepare the way for Jesus. And the man was John the Baptist. And he gave this prophecy in Isaiah seven centuries before John was born. And Isaiah 40, uh, chapter 40, verse three through five says, a voice in the wilderness, a voice cries in the wilderness, prepare for the way of the Lord, make straight uh, in the desert, a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up and every mountain and hill made low. The uneven ground shall become level and the rough places a plain and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. I mean, scripture is so, so just boom, 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 boom. And and we have to understand that we need to allow scripture to in, 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 interpret scripture. You know what I'm saying? And and, and, and we need to allow, uh, we, we need to keep it in context, context. The three C's, context, 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 guys. So um, how can we prepare the way of the Lord in our lives? Well, in Isaiah 40, verse 4, in the ESV says, Every valley shall be lifted up, every mountain and hill made low, and the uneven ground becomes level, and the rough places a plain. Are there low places in your life? Things that bound and pull you down. Are there mountains? Things that rise up and stand between you and God? What things are distracting you and steering you off the right path 
of the Lord. What things are making your life rough? Life would be, go a lot smoother if we just let them go. It is essential. God wants to prepare the way of the Lord in our lives. He also wants us to treasure the things that he treasures. You know, John the Baptist reminded us of John uh, in, in verse 4 that he was clothed in camel hair and a leather belt around his waist. John the Baptist wasn't concerned about wearing the finest clothes. And in Matthew 11, 11 says, Truly I say to you, among you who's born of women, there has not risen anyone greater than John the Baptist. Yet the one who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. You know, Jesus said there was none greater than John. Like, not that there's anything wrong with the ninth clothes and having a really, and, 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 no, and stuff like this. In Genesis 37, the Lord didn't criticize Joseph for having a coat of many colors. And in Matthew uh, 29, 6, 29, he says this, I, yet I say to you, not even Solomon is clothed, is uh, in all of his glory, clothed himself like one of these. Jesus talked about Solomon bringing clothes in, in, in great glory, but the Lord didn't recognize Solomon either. Right? All things being equal, there is nothing wrong with having nice clothes and nice things. But good things can crowd out the best things in life. You know what I mean? And, and we must let the things of this, we must not let the things of this world crowd the things of God. It is essential. God wants us to treasure the things that he treasures. He also wants us to confess our sins on a regular basis. It, it, you know, uh, in verses five and six, uh, in God's word says, then uh, uh, Jerusalem, all of Judea, and all the region uh, around the Jordan went out to him and being baptized it, by him in the Georgians, confessing their sins. See, when we when we get baptized, we need to confess our sins. I mean, that's just that's just what we need to do, right? In, in order to confess our sins, we need to see them the same way that God sees them. And in John 1, 8 through 9 says this to Christians. It's first John 1, 8 and 9. It says, If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sin, he is faithful and righteous to forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. See, if you want to go God's way, take the time to example, to examine the essentials in your life. Am I preparing the way for the Lord in my own life? Am I treasuring the things that God treasures? Am I confessing my sins to God on a regular basis? Examine the essentials. That's how you go to God, God's way in life. We also have to focus on a fruitful life. John the Baptist uh, uh, spoke about a fruitful life in verses 8 and 9 when he said, Therefore, bear fruits worthy of repentance, and do not think to yourselves, we have Abraham as our fathers. For I say to you that God is able to raise up children to Abraham from these stones. Look at it this way. Our parents, grandparents, ancestors may have been as spiritually alive in the Lord. And they might have 
had a great harvest of spiritual fruit in God's kingdom. But that doesn't mean we are alive. We could be spiritually deader than a rock. See, God wants all Christians, all believers, all men and women of God to live fruitful lives. And we know this is important because God's word mentions it many times in the New Testament. I think the I, I think of, of the parables of Christ, the, the, the letters uh, of Paul and the gospel of John. And for example, John 15, one through eight says this, I am the fine, my father is the vine grower. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away and every branch that bears fruit, he cleans and so it will bear more fruit. You already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit itself unless it abides in the vine. So neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away as a branch and dries up. And they gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me and in my words, abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. My father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruits and so prove to be my disciples. You know, as, 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 as we go through Matthew, we could see at least four different types of Christian fruit. First, the holiness and goodness, the character of Jesus Christ. In Romans uh, 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 6.22, it says this. But now having been freed from sin and enslaved to God, you, you, uh, you have your benefit leading to sanctification and the end, eternal life. And in Galatians 5.22-23 tells us that, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such things. There is no laws. And Ephesians 5, 9 says this, for the fruit of that light consists of all goodness and righteousness and truth. You know, so I, I think it's really, really, really important that we understand that if we're going to be bearing good fruit, that we need to be bearing fruit that is like we need to be a we need to bear good fruit period you know what I mean? but we need to, to bear fruit that is acceptable to god not what we think is acceptable in this world you know, the bible says that, that our heart is deceitfully wicked that 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 no one seeks after god no one is righteous you know what i mean uh uh and, and that's that's just the truth right um the second uh, kind of Christian fruit is financial giving, right? And in, in, in Philippians 4, 15 through Peter, Paul says, and you yourselves also know, Philippians, that at the first preaching of the gospel, I left to Macedonia, no church fellowshiped with me in the matter of giving and receiving, but you alone. For even in Thessalonica, you sent a gift more than once for my needs. Not that I seek the gift itself, but I seek the fruit which increases to your account. 
you know, guys, if you're not giving to your local church, if you're not giving to local ministries, if you're not giving to food pantries or missionaries or, or, or little churches like this, you know, uh, uh, you should be, you know what I mean? Because those big mega churches have all the money. You know what I mean? Guys, you know, churches like Made Free Church don't. You know, we have, you know, we we, we have stuff that we need to, to uh, you know, we have, we have stuff that, that we need to, to, to pay for as well but you know what it's like it's like this you know it got in his time you know if you're not helping out somebody that's homeless or or whatever maybe you should look at that maybe you should look at the simple fact of how you're giving it's not about tithing tithing doesn't even exist anymore that was in malachi 3 we give and we give abundantly right okay the third uh, kind of Christian fruit is the heartfelt praise to God. In Hebrews 13, 5, it says, Therefore, by him, by Jesus, let us continually offer sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. See, God, God wants us all to be intentional about praising him. Praise him when you first get up in the morning. Praise him in the shower. Praise him on your way to work. Praise him during work. Praise him when you lay down at night. Praise the Lord. Praise him because he is always worthy of our praise. Praise him because it is. it, it will cheer you up and it will ease your worries. Praise the Lord because with all your heart, right? Praise the spiritual fruit of your life. Fourth kind of fruit is one we think of the most and that is reaching more people for jesus christ listen to the lord in john 4 35 to 36 and do not say uh there are yet four months uh and then comes the harvest behold i say to you lift up your eyes and look on the fields that they are white for the harvest even now he who reaps is receiving wages and gathering fruit for eternal for life eternal so that he who sows, he will reap and may rejoice. Then in Romans 1.13, Paul says, I do not want you uh, to uh, be unaware, brethren, that I often plan to come to you. And why did Paul plan on going to Rome? He said that I might have some fruit among you also, just among the other Gentiles. Guys, God wants us to be more fruitful in our life and 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 you may feel worn out right now or you may want to give up on bearing fruit of the lord king duncan uh, uh told about a young man who was running for a marathon race he was uh, he was a falling father a failing father and and, and falling father excuse me uh, he was falling farther and farther behind the other runners but then he looked like he was saying something to himself but he began to pick up the pace that young man began to pass other people and he wound up winning that marathon after someone asked him uh what was he saying to himself he replied he says oh i wasn't talking to myself i was talking to god i was saying lord you pick them up and put and, and i'll put them down guys this the same god that gives us life the same god who gave us eternal life will surely help us live 
fruitful lives for his glory and 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 we will go god's way and and if if we if we will focus on the fruitful life you know what i mean if we fruitful if if we focus on the on the fruitful life god gets all the glory and it's his way it's not our way it's his way you know what i mean uh, uh you know bear good fruit you know uh, help somebody out you know tithe to a small church tithe to a small ministry give to food pantries you know it's, it's not always about me 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 i i i it's all about others 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 and him right so above all we have to trust jesus to turn our lives around john the baptist was was talking about jesus in verse uh 10 through 12 when he said this he says and even now the axe is laid at the root of the trees therefore every tree which does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire and in verse 11 says i indeed baptize you with water unto repentance but he who is continuing after me is mightier than i whose sandals i'm not worthy to carry he will baptize you with the holy spirit and fire and his winnowing uh, his winnowing fan in his hand and he will thoroughly purge his threshing floor and gather his his wheat into the barn but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire god is doing a serious business in this verse in these verses right he is separating the wheat from the worthless chaff a lot of people are going down in flames and all of us and, and all of us deserve to do so too you know what i mean we all of us deserve that but if john the baptism wasn't wasn't worthy why do we think we are why do you think we're worthy we're not but here's the good news god's word for us god created you he loves you beyond measure he loves you even though all of us are have been broken his laws have been selfish self-centered in all of our lives he loved us enough to send his only begotten son into the world to die for our sins that is what jesus christ did when he died on the cross but god the father raised him from the dead and now god offers eternal life to everyone who will turn to jesus and put their trust in him the ms herald a british ferry uh, that used to travel uh, the English Channel between Dover, England, and uh, uh, the Belgian port over in 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 Zeebrugge. Uh, one night on March fifth, nineteen eighty-seven, the Herald left to the Belgian port, and the crew of eighty, and there was four hundred fifty-nine passengers. About twenty-five minutes later, that ship ship rolled on its side and partially sank, sank in the shallow water. The uh, the forward loading doors had been negligently left open, and the water began pouring in as soon as the ship got up to speed. When the lights went out, almost immediately there was a panic and confusion. People were screaming. It was a horrifying situation, and 193 people died. Andrew Parker and his family were trapped on that sinking ferry ferry and god's grace and by god's grace there was a large metal boy boy floating close to the boat it was close but it was out of reach it was too far for anyone to jump except for andrew 
he was big enough and strong enough to stretch his body across the gap and to turn his body into a human bridge and 20 people cross safely. <clears throat> that is a picture of, G of what Jesus Christ did for us. None of us being big enough and strong enough or smart enough or good enough to get to heaven on our own. But Jesus Christ will be, be our bridge. And, and he, he even died on the cross to be our bridge to heaven. He, our, our risen Savior is, is the only way to heaven. But you have to turn to him and put your trust in him. And, and when you do, he will give you salvation. So I have a question for you today. Are you going God's way? You surely can if you recognize the importance of repentance. Examine the essentials of life. Focus on a fruitful life. And trust Jesus to turn your life around. Please think about these things. These things are very important as we think about them. As we go about our daily lives. To really seriously think about God and repentance and salvation and our eternal destiny. A lot of people don't even think about that. A lot of people don't want to think about that. You know, a lot of people think that, oh, when I die, I just go back into the dirt. Mm. But where does your eternal soul go? You know, people been a lot of people have been hurt by the truth. A lot of people are just surface Christians. They don't want to deep dive in the end of their Bible because they've even been hurt you know, by, by a church or by a pastor or, or by someone in the church that treated him badly. But God has always been there and he always will be. The Bible says that he will never leave you nor forsake you. And I, I totally believe that because I totally see that in my life. You know what I mean? He's, he's always been there. I mean, I, I, you know, just recently I felt so hard. I felt straight on my face. Man, it was hard. But you know what? There's hope in Christ. So what did I do? You know, I, I, like, I like the analogy that my boy Aaron from 120 Army said. He said, even though that you fell, it's, it's, it's like Peter and Judas, right? You know, uh, Peter denied Christ three times and, and, and his heart was wrecked, right? And, and he cried out to God for forgiveness and God forgave him. You know what I mean, God forgave him. And he went right back into doing what he was doing, right? But Judas Iscariot, he betrayed the Lord Jesus Christ, didn't see any hope, hung himself. Two different scenarios, right? Yeah, I mean, so we got to look at stuff like that. So anyway, <clears throat> I hope you guys are getting a lot out of this, uh, out of this series. I love Matthew. And the reason why I'm going back to Matthew is because the church needs to get back to basics so a couple more announcements before we close in prayer is guys if you'd like to support made free church in any way shape or form we are a 501c3 nonprofit, um, and uh, you can go to madefreechurch.org there's a giving tab three ways to give you can give through our cash app you can give through our paypal link or you can send a check or money order to the address that provided on the website madefreechurch.org go to giving give that way thank you you know, we're, we, we, we want to open up a men's home. We want to have, get our own church building so we can actually worship on Sunday. So please pray for that as well. Um, and please give, please give, you know, please give. Um, and guys, if you guys want to check out our, uh, one of our bros, man, Aaron, 
and Jose at 120 Army. Go to 120army.com. They've launched a new app. It's amazing. You can chat on there. You can throw up your prayer and stuff, man. It's pretty awesome. They've got challenges. You can download that on your Android or your iPhone store. Go to your uh, Google store or your your Android, uh, your iPhone store, Apple store, and download that app. Awesome. And guys, if you'd like to, you know, check out my personal website, I've changed the address. It was reformpastor.me. Now it's servantforchrist.com. Uh, you know, I'm just over a lot of the, the titling and stuff like that. So guys, if you guys want to check out what I'm doing, go to servantforchrist.com. And we also have, we also started a new ministry. It's a discipleship ministry with true biblical discipleship. It's called gospelaffiliated.org. Go check that out and stuff like that. Wow. It's just turned off. That's crazy. Guys, I want to thank you. Give me a minute, guys. Having trouble connecting and stable. Give me one minute because I'm trying to fix like this. Uh... Okay. So you guys have a blessed day. We uh, let's just pray out. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this time. We thank you for this opportunity. We love you. We worship you. We praise your holy name, God. We thank you that you're just doing a major work in this church and major work in the people that are in this church and watching. Please bless them as they go out for today. We love you. We worship you and we praise you in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Guys, you have a great, great day. God bless you guys.